comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. number 32 glad to be back and uh we only have one show going on this episode that would be uh, i zombie uh, episode 12 the penultimate episode before the season finale uh, and that's titled dead rat live rat brown rat white rat much like a zombie dr seuss of some sort um but we also are going to uh, we asked uh, everybody in the facebook group to give us letter grades on all the dc shows now all the seasons are just about over and we were going to discuss those and also discuss our letter grades for the various series and we have a lot of dc movie and tv news to cover and a couple of itunes reviews as well so joining me in this wonderful journey down now dc tv first of all the man who knows what you did last summer one and two mr daryl taylor omg and the uh, the man who knows all the words to all the all for the best from Godspell, <laughs> Mister Rich, the Chubtub Sheldon. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Um, guys, uh, I Zombie. Wow, things are yes. really, really. Uh, especially, I mean, in the end of last week's episode, you know, Major is like telling Liv that he knows there are zombies now, and Major is kind of going off the deep end in this episode because he's an idiot. Yeah, well, yeah, he makes some not so bright choices. Plus, I mean, grenade salesman. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Is it really? Um, this episode starts out very much like an old slasher movie, kind of. Totally. We see totally. It, it happened uh, two weeks before the where we were in the story last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Sebastian after getting you know ch- after getting zombified by Liv, but then chopped up by the boat coming to shore and then kind of making his way to the road and then getting hit immediately by a car driven by drunken <laughs> teenagers. The one teenager is kind of a cheerleader type. The others are, are in a band, like a punk band together. And um, they they bury the guy. And it, it's just like straight out of, you know, I know what you did last summer. You know, the well, guy's yeah. like, nobody talks about this. Not your therapist. Nobody. You know, like yeah, all these bro. cliches. Yeah. All well, these solo cliches. The... It was awesome. <laughs> that's what was great about it was they did the tropes and the cliches and all that stuff, but somehow made it entertaining to where it wasn't old hat, you know? And <laughs> it's it was really hilarious because they were kind of self-aware you know, of themselves uh, what was going on, you know? You know, as they bury the guy and walk away, uh, he pops out of the dirt and cracks the cheerleader's neck, and the other three run. Oh, yeah. And uh, he decides to have a little uh, little brain uh, snack from from the cheerleader. We then cut to uh, Liv and Robbie coming to the crime scene two weeks later after a dog finds the house, or finds a, a foot you know, left over from the cheerleader, I suppose. Um, Something strange is afoot. 
aha, the game is afoot, Watson. Ha ha ha. And uh, they they notice, and Ravi notices uh, and and says something to Liv off to the side that something ate her brain. Her brain is missing. Like somebody popped into her brain and didn't leave very much behind. Um, so they're thinking there might be a zombie kill of some sort. And, um, you know, she's Liv immediately thinks it might be Blaine or one of his guys, but it really isn't their MO to leave the bodies out, you know, just sitting out like that. You know what I mean? No, he's not sloppy. That's not, yeah, exactly. He's running a business. So, mm-hmm. uh, so the brains that Liv first eats are these cheerleader brains, and it makes her kind of peppy. I almost Perky. gagged at that kind scene where she's mixing them up and just, I'm like, Ugh, with chocolate. Oh, yeah, as well as with Mexican, Mexican hot chocolate, which is actually kind of spicy. Yes. Uh, with the chocolate. It has like cumin uh, and cayenne with the chocolate. So that's probably why it's a very strong flavor. That's Usually when she's eating the brains, it'll be a strong, like, um, the episode, like later in the episode with the pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's great. Covered with olives and anchovies. Um <laughs> I'm just wondering, is that going to be a running gag now in every episode? He, he, he's going to almost eat some brain. No, he did eat it, I thought. He, yeah, no, but I no. thought that he missed the, where the brain was. He just ate the end of yeah, the Yeah, he ate around I don't it, think he tried. got brain, yeah. But yeah, she mixes what's left of her liquefied cerebellum uh, along in, in the uh, spicy Mexican uh, hot chocolate and drinks it down and becomes very, very peppy and very... Uh, very like, totally... For sure, almost, George. almost to the point of caricature, but but not quite. Yeah, just very high schooly. You know, stopped it just before it got Totes. too. too um, while she's uh, in the state, they interview with the uh, the cheerleader's best friend. That was funny. And you know, of course, uh, Clive gets nowhere with her, but like <laughs> because uh, Liv has accessed her BFF's uh, brain, is like right. definitely like on her wavelength and and talking to her. Um, and ends up uh, listening to a um, uh, a phone message, you know, saying that she was, uh, you know, going to meet Hottie McHotterson and take that oral exam. Yeah, yo. You, you know what that means? Well, he's going to question her, or Maybe she wants to become a lawyer in the state or something. Uh, you know, you Maybe guys are talking no, old man right now. Going to pontificate to this guy? You're, you're or... both talking old man. You, you know, know what she meant. Kind of had a soliloquy or something. What or... the kids are saying, you know what she <laughs> meant. But uh, Babino makes an amazing light. Has a really great take to that line. Um, and they, they tracked down this band called the Ass Hats. And they um, were Ass Hats. Yes, oh, yeah. they were. Uh, they were the three other people in the car when, yeah. they, hit, when they hit Sebastian. It was oh. nice to see. I, I forget the actress's name, but the the punk girl in the band. I, I last saw her on uh, the Killing. She played Bullet on there. She's and on, uh, she's also been on Arrow. She's been oh, on, that's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she was on Arrow. I think she's been on Supernatural before. She's been a CW. Uh, her agent is cool with the CW shows. I know <laughs> she gets a lot of work there. Hey, no, no problems and no no complaints. I thought she was great. Oh, no, she did pretty good. Oh yeah. Um, while Liv has the cheerleader brain, she she kind of bonds a little bit with Peyton. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Her, we kind of. They almost get a pit into a pillow fight. Yeah. Um, that was nice too. Which we, uh, I mean, I wish they would have went a little further with the pillow fight, but you know. And that you know, Robbie's getting a lot of sex. Mm-hmm. The nerd getting a lot of sex. I, they, they, it seems to be a running gag, like when they're in one room, they hear them in the other room. We uh, was following with the procedural. Uh, Babino goes to this like storage space where the band rehearses, 
leading to the one uh, the stoner dude like trying to run while he's still strapped into his base, idiot falling over. I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny. Something out of a Looney Tunes cartoon. Like where are you running? Is the only way out is where the police are right there. Like where are you going? How much brain cells have you killed so far that you didn't even think? Drugs are bad, okay? Yeah, the, the band doesn't have anything to say, pretty much. Babineau leaves. He goes through the uh, the videotape of the security camera, and there are some like discrepancies with their story. He, so he goes back to the, to the storage space, and Stoner Boy Nate is dead. Yes. On the floor. And I said to myself, watch them open it up, and I said, watch it be, they're all dead. I just thought the same thing, someone. but it was just one. <laughs> yeah, it was just one. But I said, ah, watch them all be dead or something. And so Liv eats this guy's not. brain so he can figure out who killed him. Ooh. Which and... is one of my favorite things in this episode is her making that bong out of the apple. That was well, just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say she goes from Susie Cream Cheese to uh, <laughs> to uh, to Stoner Boy, um, like uh, Bill and Ted. Uh, spinning uh, class is over. Yeah, she she was going to go to spinning class with Peyton. That is over because, as you said, she's smoking out of an apple bong. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just, like, burned out and high for the rest and of the episode. And she wanted more. And she wanted more. The um the the girl from the band shows up at the police station, uh, and is scared because she's seen horror movies and she knows that she is next <laughs> uh, to get killed. But uh, they send her to a sketch artist, the same sketch artist that Liv uh, offended earlier in the series, and won't work with Liv now. Right. But um, uh, they get a sketch and it looks exactly like Sebastian. And then she does uh, one other dumb thing. I made a zombie. Yeah. You know when you don't do is when you get a text message that tells you to go to some certain place. Well, yeah, that exactly. That's what happens to the girl from the band. She gets a text message, uh, ostensibly from Cameron and the other guy in the band to meet her at a hotel. You don't go. So she leaves. Yeah. (laughs) You don't go. She leaves the police station without telling anybody. You just said just go ahead. I'll take, you probably were about to say the same yes, thing. She just was. said that she knows what happens in the horror films and everything else. She should have known better. Exactly. All right. She goes to meet the other member of the asshats in the hotel. Liv comes home uh, after after uh, the, that girl from the band leaves and finds Peyton knocked out on the floor. I thought she was dead. I did, too. too. I did, too. Knocked on the floor, bloody head. And she looks up, and there's Sebastian frying up some brains in her skillet in the kitchen. And at first, when they had that one scene where Peyton was, like, looking in the mirror and then opening the door, and you can mm-hmm. see his reflection, I thought it was Blaine at first. That's what I thought. It looked and just I was like, like Blaine. His, I mean, did his too. hair is the same yeah. color. The skin is washed yes. on everything. And because it was in, like, a not indirect shot, I really couldn't uh, tell until later that, oh, it was Sebastian. Because I'm so worried about, like, it, you know, her ex getting killed or, or mm-hmm. Robbie getting hurt that I didn't even consider that her friend would be the one to get hurt. Like, they could have killed her, and I wouldn't even have thought about it. It would have been a surprise kill for me if that's what they did. There's a uh, a big fight. Liv goes extra full zombie. They fight with a cast iron frying pan. And a lot that of was pretty points. brutal. Yeah, stabbing each other's hands and stuff. And then finally... <laughs> Liv puts a knife right through Sebastian's brain. Yeah, she made herself hulk up. Yeah. She zombied up. She zombied up and, and, and took him out. And Peyton sees all this. Sure Every does. bit of it. 
and says, like, what are you? <laughs> what are you? And Liv is, like, breaking it down for you. I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to tell you. And, you know, trust you know I'm still me. There are zombies in the world, and I'm one of them. Did not see that coming. And I didn't think Peyton, I didn't think she'd confess to Peyton before she would confess to Major. That's you know what I mean? we probably all thought. I mean, like but that, the, situation, well, the situation kind of dictated it. I mean, she couldn't yeah, just yeah. let it go, you know. Because Peyton realizes that, you know, that even though Liv got stabbed a few times, she's barely bleeding. She you know, remarks, you know, I that's still what thought she would. I, I still thought she would get around it before they showed her. They showed that she had woken up. Like, I did not think that her friend would see her. I didn't think Peyton would be the one uh, that would find out well, her secret. And I and I don't blame Peyton's reaction and what she did and how they Hell wrote that. no. But at the same time, I kind of had a feeling though maybe she would stick around for a few minutes and listen. And but I mean, I I, I think that's just me wishing she would. She heard yeah. enough and she bounced. She needed a minute. She needed yeah, to I need a moment to put this together. But poor Robbie. Hmm? Yeah, poor he was Robbie. he was about to go on a uh, whirlwind. Uh, San Francisco Vertigo tour with their oh, uh, like a man. suit to match Jimmy Stewart in her favorite movie Vertigo, and because of you know her reaction to live or whatever, he gets stood up by Peyton. I know, and he oh, Peyton, oh, I felt so bad for Robbie. Let's talk about Major guys before we get to the final, you know, the very finale yeah. of the episode. Let's talk this about Major <laughs> and about a, a lot of dumb decisions that Major is making. He's an yes. idiot. Okay. First of all, first of all, we see Major um, making a video that starts out with, "If you're re- if you're seeing this, I'm probably already dead." Mm-hmm. So you know, pay attention. You know, all and if you're not seeing this, I'm being an idiot. <laughs> He's watching a bunch of apocalypse uh, zombie apocalypse videos Dumb. on YouTube, telling him you know to go for the head and to get a shotgun or whatever. Uh-huh. He goes to a guy who deals him a handgun and a shotgun out of the back of his trunk. And then you know, offers him a grenade. Okay. Um, after buying all this armament, then Major poses as the health inspector. So yeah. dumb. So he can go into Meet Cute and take a bunch of pictures and stuff. And Blaine kind of calls him on his BS, but you know, lets it go because he, his story seems straight enough, I suppose. Oh, that was the dumbest thing. Yeah, like no one would recognize him. Like the Candyman who works there wouldn't see him and recognize him immediately. You know what I mean? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, Like, I'm like, here's this guy, the Candyman, who already has like a you know restraining order out on you or whatever, Mm -hmm. and you were going to do this at a place where he works. You know, could walk in at any moment and just totally. They sent somebody to kill you. You don't think by chance they don't know who you are already? Exactly. When they send somebody to kill you, I mean that pretty much shows that you become a nuisance to them. Yeah, It's, it's crazy. Oh. Um, then uh, we see uh, Major in his car with his weaponry, um, listening to like uh, I guess a podcast about zombie apocalypse <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and, gotta give you info what to do, right? Oh, was totally. it Walking Dead TV? Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> he was listening to Walking Dead TV podcast. Who knows? <laughs> Which will be coming back shortly, by the way, with Fear of the Walking Dead. So stay, yeah. stay tuned to this uh, this podcasting station. Anyway, he we see him in his car, kind of taxi driver style, ready to go in to meet Cute and, and you know just bust caps and asses or whatever. Right. And then a bright light comes up behind his car, and we think, you know, and he says like, "Oh, great!" And I'm, I was thinking it was the cops again. I thought it was going to be Lieutenant Suzuki or something. Right. 
but we we cut away and then we don't see major again until we see him chained up at the meat cute with duct tape over his mouth well that's the only part of this episode where i called it because i i knew when the lights came up i said this idiot's gonna get caught like i just automatically knew that he was gonna put him he's gonna get caught and be in jeopardy for next I just, and, and we thought the, the dumbest thing he could do would be to get into the trunk last episode or whatever. Yeah, or right, whatever no, episode. He goes right. further than this. No, this yeah. is even more stupid. I yeah. mean, is it wrong of me to kind of now root for him to have some sort of bad demise? Because I he's just yeah. so dumb. Well, the bad thing is I think he's going to get someone else killed. Because he's been in so many... He's been put in jeopardy so many times already, and he doesn't get killed. Liv's that, brother? Um, well, well I guess what I kept thinking because at, not even before her brother came in, I kept thinking this dude is so like he's he's it's become such a thing with him now to do this that he's not thinking about the other people. Like when he brought the brains to her house, like he's just not even thinking right. that other people that can get hurt. And I think that that will be the thing that'll happen is that he will get somebody else in the circle hurt or killed. Hmm. And that's when the brother comes out and I'm like, oh, shoot. Because she'll never forgive him for it. She, I don't think that... that'll. There needs to be something that's going to happen, I think, at the end of this season that is going to keep them from getting back together. You don't think uh, that Major might end up being a zombie himself? But then I, that'd be perfect for them to be together. Hmm. Because they wouldn't be, you know, that that whole it would take away that whole thing of of uh, right of them being separated. I think, and she can't be happy. No, she cannot be happy. Remember, they, you cannot have her the you, you can't have the hero get what they want. Right. And apparently, Ravi can't be happy either. Oh, uh, Ravi! But at least Ravi. he was getting some for a little while. Well, they might still be. I mean, you never know. Well, you know, yeah. She, I think she's gonna come back. I, I just think she's. Oh yeah, I'm now. pretty sure. Yeah. But dude, yeah. she's gonna have to. She'll come back. I think she's gonna have to deal with it. I think she'll be part of the Scooby Gang. Like in shows, they're you know like the ones that don't know. There's usually one that learns. It's kind of the the Buffy thing, where right. Cordelia didn't know, and then Cordelia did know, and then she actually wound up becoming one of the, you know, one of the gang helping them fight these the, the you know the the bad of the. Of the, the episode, you know, the Iris West, yeah, like, and I think that that's what I think that that's what's going to happen with her. She she's going to be more estranged from from uh, what you call it from from pretty hair. I love how they call them pretty hair. <laughs> uh, she's going to be more estranged from pretty hair, but she's going to be closer to her friend. I think that they're going to work out their thing, and she's going to be closer to her friend. And she can kind of be her buffer zone to help her out when it comes to her mother and and, and stuff. People yeah, that don't I think they've invested too much into this character to just kind of abandon her now. You know right. I mean? well, I they've, agree. they've taken yeah. time to kind of get us to care about her. So I mean, just not and a throwaway character. It's even funny how if Ravi and her still are together for a little while, that could be the Xander and Cordelia. Couple. Yeah. Yeah. For a minute, you know, like they'll be together for a little bit, um, and then they have those conflicts of them trying to have a relationship. Because remember, she's terrible at relationships, so they got pl- plenty of uh, of baggage to deal with over the season. Over next, I, season. I still, 
I still think Blaine has a chance of becoming like that wild card member of the Scooby gang in a way that, you know, kind of like the Spike or Oz from Buffy, you know? Then that means there had to be a bigger threat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think there's going to be. I like mean, the, the person in that room that. Uh, yeah, that, or I think somebody from um, uh, Max Rager or something like that. Some There's, yeah. there's got to yeah. be something bigger than Blaine. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, Blaine just seems to be capitalizing off the situation more than being the instigator. Right. Yeah, right. he just found a way to make some good money off of it. And can you blame coin. him? You know, yeah, it's American, the American way, man. Exactly. He's yeah. living the the, the American the zombie dream. dream. Absolutely. He's yeah, a zombie sure. Scarface. Uh, while Major is tied up in the back of me, cute. Guess who comes in looking for a part-time job, but Liv's little brother. Oh, man. And Blaine figures out that he is Liv's little brother and then says he might have an opening for him. Um, as as uh, this happens, we get a cut back to the, the girl from that band, from the procedural, mm-hmm. and she's crawling to a hotel room phone to dial 911. She is bloody. and Oh, it's... man. Yeah. Pretty brutal. So, and that's how the episode ends. Yeah. So do you think it's the other band member or do you think it's someone else from the, I don't know. I think, I don't even I know. think it's somebody, I, it may not even be a zombie. I'm thinking it's somebody from the Max Rager who, cause I have a feeling before, um, um, Sebastian showed up there at Liv's place at some point, he made contact with the people at Max Rager that he was. Something is going with. on because there was yeah. no brain taken and like, mm-hmm. Right, so I, I have a feeling it's possibly the CEO of Max Rager or somebody related to that, or it could even be that woman who took off and disappeared at, during the episode from the uh, where where Liv met um, what's his head that her boy her zombie boyfriend there for a little bit because um, the one so, woman took off or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. I just I think Max Rager is a big player in this. Uh, Most definitely, there's oh, yeah, something, totally. something going on with that. There's something going on with that. Oh, uh, by the way, the uh, title of the book, the title of the episode, mm-hmm. uh, goes because the uh, the rat that was alive named Hope died. Yes. And then, uh, but Robbie was able to uh, replicate it in yet another rat. Hence the title. He's still working on the cure. He's still working on it. He has he has uh, enough to try it again one more time. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was I Zombie this week, and I am really excited for the season finale to see what's going on. Because yeah. I don't, I don't, I have no idea where this could go for the season finale. We've had a lot of speculation, and it could all be wrong. <laughs> it could all be wrong. There's just so many. There's so many different ways that this could play exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. Such exactly. good writing, and this was such a good episode. One of our people on the Facebook had mentioned something about, or I don't even know if it was on ours, but I remember reading saying, you know, Game of Thrones, you had a good episode, but you know, give me twenty minutes here to talk about <laughs> iZombie or something mm-hmm. like that, doing a Kanye West type thing. But uh, I, I agree, this was such a good episode. Um, so was. many, so many advancements of the story, yet not as much to give it. A way to where we have a good grasp of where it's going, which is awesome. That's uh, sure. But boy, those ice walking things were scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Come Ooh. at me, Snow. 
Cannot I'm saying. I, I'm like, no, that's okay. I changed my mind. Well, guys, uh, the end of the end of the uh, the beginning of summer not only you know means you get to go to camp or you get to go to the beach or you get to go to Disney World or you get to hide in your room and play video games all summer. It also meant report cards. Yes. And since most of our shows are, are, are done for the season, except for iZombie, uh, I thought it would be a good time to kind of reflect and uh, give a letter grades for the past season of each, us each of these shows. Uh, no, no, we're the professors. You know, they, oh. they, they did the homework. We were judging. We're grading. But drop and give me 20. No. That's, oh, that's the coach. Yeah, it's the coach. That's totally oh, different. Oh, I'm mixing it up. I'm mixing it up. Totally different. Oh. But I also asked, uh, put out the call on our Facebook group for everyone uh, out there to, um, you know, put out their letter grades for the the past seasons of these shows uh, that we've been covering on the podcast. Uh, that would be Constantine, uh, The Flash, Arrow, Gotham, I Zombie, and the Supergirl pilot. I threw in there as well because a lot of people have seen it, and I also wanted their take on that. So, uh, should we give our grades, or should we read the listener grades first? Let's uh, let's give ours first. Okay, let's go show by show. We'll make it easy. First, we'll start with right. Constantine. Mm. Well, with Constantine, I I mean, for the I really loved it, and there were so many things I liked about it. Um, but I I can't actually give it a true letter grade because I'm giving it an I for incomplete because I don't feel that what they were building towards we got the complete payoff because of NBC's uh, idiot decision. Uh, <laughs> Cop out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Took it away. They sure I'm so I- I'm going to mark it as an incomplete. I will say that um, the character of Constantine and how he was portrayed and written, I, I would give it a definite A, A minus probably. Um, you know, and I do want to see that character live on, if not in a Constantine show, at least mm-hmm. as part of a guest starring role in in the CW shows or something like that, like it's been discussed. So, but um, as as far as the show, I don't feel it got to finish what it was what it started for its overall story arc for the season, and therefore I give it an incomplete. Daryl, it was going towards a B plus, going towards an A, depending on what the finale, the real finale would have been for me so that that would have been my great if they had given it it's all I give it, I give it a b and the, the i take a letter grade away for you know, a of course it being criminally cut short but mm-hmm. also b the um it being on a, a network uh, uh uh channel i think kind of yeah. took some of the fangs out of the story that we might have had yeah. if it was on more of an r-rated uh outlet well, like maybe an hbo or a netflix yeah. or something and, uh, uh, a little uh, more of an edge to it, so the that's where it gets to drop in the letter grade. But I give it a B because overall, I really enjoyed the show a lot. Oh, uh, I did. In, in the overall, and like I said, hopefully it's not not dead; it'll come back. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is going to be a tough one for everybody. Gotham. God nah, ain't tough for me. I know. Gotham. I know. Go ahead, if you Go ahead. Oh, Goth- Gotham gets a C plus. C plus. It's just two up and downs. So I had to give it a C plus. It's not a failure because they're enough with Jim and 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 I like where they're going with uh, Jim Gordon. I like where it ended up with that character. I like with what happened with the Penguin. I like that they, you know, what happened with um, 
Leslie, you know, and 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 uh, being more part of the show. But there was just too many episodes that were full of uh, the unstable thing of not knowing what kind of show it wants to be. You know, there's too many episodes with the, the the guy with the balloons. There's just too much of the uh, fish mooney that didn't seem to fit. Um, there's just too many. It just took too long for them to get themselves together for the first season to figure out what show they want to have. I still because right now when they come back, I don't even know what I'm going to see when they come back. I'm hoping. I'm hoping for what we're going to see. But right now, I I couldn't even say as a definite what we're going to get when um, when the show returns. Where's... Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I, I mean, and we've said it before, and Daryl just mentioned it. This show had a hard time finding what it wanted to be. I think that they were starting to get an idea towards the end of the season, but, you know... Not enough to really completely save the show for the whole season. I mean, I really enjoyed it first off. You know, those first few episodes were good. You know, there was still some, you know, doubt in in what I was seeing, but it had potential. And then we got the Balloon Man episode, and that just really kind of, you know, made me rethink the whole show. But then, you know, like Daryl said, the whole thing with Jim and Bullock and the stuff with Leslie and the penguin and all that other stuff, you know, that, that really kind of was the best part of the show, the interesting part. And if I were only grading on that alone, it would be an a plus. Um, but unfortunately, you know, it's, you got to take an average of all the grades. And when you bring in the F's from fish Mooney, um, the F's from stuff like balloon man and, and the fact that they had kind of a good story arc with the whole serial killer thing, but it didn't need to be three episodes long. You know, it, it would have really helped the, the grade for them if they had just made that a one or two episode thing or had it kind of as a background arc for other stuff. But but overall, it just was too up and down everywhere. And when you average out the A pluses and the Fs, yeah, I, I give it um, either pretty much a C minus, maybe even a D plus. I give it a D, and uh, I'll tell you why. The, the, it's passing. It's like a, a passing grade, just mm-hmm. barely. You know, uh, you guys make excellent points about the good outweighing the bad, or the bad outweighing the good. I think the unevenness of the show itself is is a, a, a mark against it. You know, yeah. I, I shouldn't have to like think, say, well, you know, this part of the show is. You know, when people are like, oh, you're still watching Gotham, I'm like, well, this part of the show is good. And this character is good, you know, and this part, you know, whatever. I mean, it just seems like kind of, like like you said, scattershot all over the place, kind of. And it's had 22 episodes to really kind of hit its stride and kind of get its flavor, you know. And and it really hasn't. I mean, we've seen other shows. I mean, look how quickly The Flash got its, its stuff. To, like, by the end of the pilot, I think, you know, it seemed like it had its world built, you know. Um, Daredevil on Netflix did a much better job of, like, the corrupt city uh, environment, you know, getting that across than Gotham has, and it only was a 13 episode, you know, season in, in total, you know. Right. Um, I just feel like it's been done in other, better in other places with with less lead time, and they they shouldn't still be wandering around in the dark trying to figure out what kind of show it is, you know. So a D, I I, I know it sounds kind of harsh, but 
No, I, I could know? not argue against that. And no. my, my, my little red mark would be needs improvement. Check minus. Needs improvement. <laughs> Very true. So, yeah, we've been kind of uh, back and forth with, with uh, Gotham. Absolutely. Let us move on to greener pastures. How about The Flash? Hmm. I don't know, man. That show needs to get itself together. It's pretty bad. <laughs> we'll talk about The Flash. <sighs> Not Gotham. I, hmm. This is making for gripping podcasting, by the way. We'll send you All right. Listening well, with Antissa. Okay, I will have to be honest. I have to give my honest grade. Letter grade. I'd have to give the show an A+. I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to? Why not? I don't want to give any show an A+, because then they don't want to, you know, then the show will never get better. But I would want the show to get even better. But it's still great. But I loved it. I mean, the show made me freaking tear up more than once. And that doesn't happen to me a lot. Right. I do not tear Especially up over shows. CW shows. His heart no sh- through, yeah. Your heart yeah, grew three sizes that day. It did. It really did. <laughs> I mean, it really... I did not want to care about this dude like that. Like, like to be that emotionally involved with the show. But it really did. It He really sold it. I mean, I cannot be mad. There's none of the actors, even Iris, when she was the foil. When it started and when she wasn't the foil anymore, she was still a good actress. I mean, there was there was no... I didn't have the... I, didn't, I can't really say I had complaints about this show. Like, out the gate, you know, the pilot I was in, like, they really did not have any... They didn't even... The show did, did not pull back on any of the comic booky stuff that I like. You know, I I really love the comic booky stuff, the Speed Force, all that stuff. This show jumped in quick. It did not even hold back. It didn't even apologize for being that way. The show, it's just like, listen, we we opened up comic books and we looked inside these comic books and we were not ashamed to put these things in into the show. And it worked for them. Uh, so I I absolutely loved it. And and all the cheesiness of it with him being such a good guy and 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 just the corniness of being a hero and the whole thing. There's a corniness to that, but even with that corniness, it it just uh I just couldn't help but smile every time the show comes on and then I watch it and then it goes off. Like I can't help but feel good about it. Like I just just no uh Yeah, there's just no even hearing creator the creators working on the show talk about the show uh made me feel even better about the show. <laughs> so I mean it's just that that's how much I enjoyed this 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 freaking show. So you liked it then? Yeah, I guess I freaking did. <laughs> just a little freaking mad. Just a okay, little Mr. Rich. Well, I mean, and, and it's it's hard not to repeat the stuff that Daryl was just saying. I mean, I, I really, when I was thinking about our letter grades, you know, 
it was easy to come up with the ones that I had for the other shows um, because I could find the faults that, you know, had, where, where it had some missteps and things like that. And But as I thought about The Flash, I just kind of went through. I actually pulled up the Wikipedia to kind of go through each episode's synopsis to, to kind of see which one of these had a failure. And Nerd. I couldn't find one. I couldn't find one. I, I and, and I'm willing to bet through a true television critic's eyes, there's probably some missteps or some problems here and there, but they have to be so minuscule that they're just overwhelmed by the positive successes that this show has had. I mean, you know, and, and like Daryl said, it, you don't want it to be perfect because you want it to improve. But, you know, the thing is, is I have a feeling that, that, they have showcased such talent in the way they write and put this show together that it's going to get better. It, or if anything, maintain it, maintain its uh, quality that it's had. And I mean, the relationships that were quickly developed between those characters to where, you know, even after the, the pilot, I was invested in Joe, you know, a character who that didn't exist in the comics, a character that, you know, I didn't think I would give a flip about. And he's probably one of my favorite aspects of the show. And the relationship between him and his real father and everything going on and how Wells has kind of stepped in as a role model. And then, of course, that all changes. Uh, but the show never stops. It, it's constantly evolving the characters and and getting our emotional investment in it. And I have to agree. I give it an A+. I think this is the valedictorian of the year. I mean, this is definitely the show that... I think us comic book nerds want and and it, it's amazing to me how many friends I've got that never really were big on comic books and definitely could have cared less about characters like the flash and whatnot you know that have just jumped on board with this show and 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 it's opened them up to other comic book properties that aren't even necessarily television shows or movies and as a comic book nerd that's a huge success for me the the fact that it's exposing people to that world that you and I have known has been great but they've ignored you know because of the nerdy aspect and and that speaks volumes for a television show especially in its freshman year so a plus a plus as well. I, mean, I don't even need to expound after everything you guys said. Oh, come on. An A plus too. Yeah, I know. I'm just <laughs> following the crowd, man. Come on. It's just been a great show. It's been, the cast is great. The writing is great. I just, I, I've enjoyed every episode. I'm watching it in reruns. So how big of a nerd you know, am I right now? It's getting really boring really fast. Okay, <laughs> well, let's make let's let's change it up then. How about Arrow? Let's talk about Arrow. Oh, man, this is this is my problem, child. This is a little more contentious because I, I love I love my. This is one of those things where you love your child, but he's been messing up. He's been messing up this season. I don't. I'm I'm a little disappointed in my kid. I want my kid to do better next season. Like it, I, it's it's. I gotta give I gotta give Arrow even even though they came back with a pretty good ending for the season. I still it I I still think because of the kind of the up and down nature the way the characters have been written this season even even with the CW ness that is in all the shows it's been extra it, 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 probably I have problems with 
how the police force is so bad, how there's just Laurel is written so terribly. I'm not going to blame the actress on everything because it can't all be the actress's fault because she can only do what they give her. And when I've seen her, when I, when I see her with Nisa, the, the, just a couple of scenes I've seen her with Nisa when they're like, they were eating dinner at a restaurant and just talking. I'm like, you know what, Lord, she's not a bad character if she has things to do. Like, if they write her well and give her things to do. But the way she's been written and the way, just the up and downness of, of stuff and, and the way that they don't even, there are things that they do with the police that, like, do you know how a police force works? Like, do you realize what a DA really does? Like, a DA is not a, a rogue cop that comes in and just does whatever the heck they want to do. Have you ever watched an episode of Law & Order? <laughs> yes, I mean, when there's emergencies, the DA is not the one that jumps in and takes care of the emergency. You don't see the DA. I don't even know who the hell my DA is in my county. Because I, I'm not going to jail. So what would I know <laughs> about the DA? Why is the DA on TV all the time? With all the high-profile stuff. It wouldn't be that way. It just would not be that way. I like think with your Batman analogy, they were trying to ape the Harvey Dentness of the DA. They and, were, yeah. and it just... You, you did it wrong. It's just not the way it is. It's just... You didn't do it. They did not do a good job. Like, they just did not. The the chief... You do all this work of, of getting the... Um, Laurel's father to be kind of an okay guy. Like, he started out very much of a jerk, angry about everything. He he goes through the drinking problem. He works through that. You get to this point, and then he turns right back into the same person all over again. Like, there's no maturity. There's no... Like, your daughter chose... Your daughter was a assassin before Oliver came along. Oliver didn't make her an assassin. Your daughter decided to leave with the league and become an assassin before you, like before all this. So it's not his fault. Like just the way that that even came about and you running around with the police and like it just didn't, I don't know, just, it just, it bothered me because all the pieces were there. You had the parts there, the pieces were there, but it just felt like what they wanted to do originally, it felt like they scrapped it quite a few times and then they had to kind of switch it up to kind of fit flash it felt like because of how well flash did i think that they weren't as prepared what they were going to do with arrow and i think that arrow suffered because of that definitely so i will have to be honest with myself and get because i arrow's not a show that i rushed this season to watch in fact, it was sometimes where I watched it going, just not having that, you know, that was just partly just watching it just to get to the end, just to get to the next episode, really. Like, I just, it just wasn't that feeling that I used to have for Arrow. I think I will have to give it, hmm, I would have to give it, because it's not as, it's not bad like Gotham. It ain't do that bad where it was all over the board. But I would have to give it like a B minus, I think. I'll have to give it a B minus, almost C plus, 
It, it's clo- it, if it didn't pull it out at the finale, it would have got a C C plus. Yeah, um, yeah, but I, and I agree with a lot of that. And I mean, I give the show a little bit of leeway, only because you know, in terms of school, since we're talking about report cards and grades, is the guidance counselor and the teacher didn't have a, a true curriculum set for this show. You know, they started off, they had the plans of no metas and they were going to go down a certain path. And like Daryl said, Flash's success completely took them by storm and by surprise. And, uh, you know, they, they realized, okay, we, you know, we have an opportunity here. We have an opportunity to really make what we're going to be getting now, you know, a CW Justice League DC universe. And, um, I, th- I think that threw a huge wrench in the works um, and you can tell it in the writing. You could tell what episodes were probably planned before in the story arc and what ones they had to rewrite quickly. And I think a lot of those were ones that dealt with uh, Laurel and her dad and the police force and the whole brick storyline and, and, and all that, that just, like Daryl said, the pieces were there, but they just didn't know how to place them right. And, you know, and, and, and maybe they just needed to take more of a step back and just, you know, I I don't know. To me, it kind of suffered a little bit of the Gotham thing of it didn't know where to go. It, they knew what they wanted and then they weren't sure. And they kind of flubbed here and there. And I mean, you know, you look at the episodes, like the stuff dealing with Raza Ghoul and everything. I really think that that stuff was pre-planned and those are some of your stronger episodes because I think those were more written in advance, you know, in, in, in a story arc than some of the other stuff that just really failed. And, you know, I, I, I think a B minus is kind of lenient. I I would I say am. I'm I'm being lenient on my kid. I didn't want to I, give it a C because I should have gave Gotham a D. I think. I see, I, I I really I really give I give Arrow a C minus. Uh, you know, and 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 I actually want to give it a lower letter grade, but like I said, I'm giving them some leniency because the whole Flash thing and changing everything up to go where the CW is going with this entire entity of DC, uh, you know, I, I'm giving them a little bit of leniency. I'm giving them a C minus. Damn it. You're right. You know what? I'm giving Gotham a D plus and Arrow gets a C minus. Damn it. Well, I'm giving Arrow a straight up C because it was average. Yeah. Um, it meandered, like you said, with the brick storyline, a few other things that kind of uh, bent the edges of credulity, as it were. Um, the whole, all the flashback scenes that kind of went nowhere, um, yes. all peppered out throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I remind, I'm reminded of that. Um, but then there were other things that really redeemed it, like you said, the ending of the, the season and uh, the Rachel Wool stuff and all that. So I'm going to give it a C because it was a mixed bag, but it kind of was a wash. It kind of evened itself out in my mind. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I Zombie. What do you think of Liv Moore and the crew? So I, far, mm, oh, you, go ahead, Daryl. So far, I will have to give it. I, I have to give it at least a B minus right now. I don't know what the finale is going to do to pull it off, 
But for right now, I'm going to give it a B minus. I mean, it does have the procedural in it. You see it. But they've been able to pull it off where I don't get tired of it. Like they've they've done things, they've done enough things that are that are different. That so far I'm I'm enjoying it. Like I love I, I love the cast, I love the chemistry they have. I'm enjoying the the storyline of this Blaine dude and this like and how they do the zombies. I'm enjoying the way she's played the different characters. So far, um. So if they could keep it keep it on track with it not feeling like it's a procedure, like next season they're gonna have to be episodes where there is no procedure. I don't think they're gonna have to take away some of the procedural stuff for a few episodes just to make it feel a little fresh. Mm. Like I think, like because this you can't go like we can't go seasons and seasons of every episode being this. Like I think they're gonna have to find a new direction for where they want to take the show a little bit, or at least add something new to the show for next season. Uh, I hope, you know, because this could get old real quick, but so far I would have to, I would have to say that it's a strong, strong B plus. Yeah. Before I get into my grading of it, just to rebuttal to what uh, Daryl said there is, um, I have a feeling that it's kind of doing like what, you know, we've already compared it to Buffy once this episode, but, um, you know, Buffy came out with just a half season. They were a mid season replacement show and Mm -hmm. came out and it was, you know, creature of the week stuff, that entire 10, 12, 13 episodes that they had. Mm -hmm. But then that second season, their first full season, they started launching into the overarching stories of her dealing with Angel and all that kind of stuff. So I I, I think, and I'm I'm really hoping that that, um, what you're saying is that change is going to be, that's needed. I think that's where they're going to go. We're going to get introduced to some sort of big bad, probably in this finale, and, uh, you know, that's going to set for an overall story arc for next season. Uh, as far as my letter grade, you know, when we first were looking at, you know, watching this show, I hadn't read the comic before. And, you know, I kind of loosely knew what the premise was. And then I saw the first promo for it and immediately thought, OK, this is going to be a show I'm only going to watch kind of as a chore for talking on our podcast and the fact that those low expectations going in and how much this show completely surprised me from the pilot episode um, just speaks volumes about how well the creators have done with this show so much so that since then I had bought the four trades for the comic and the show kind of ruined the comic for me because I don't find the comic to be as entertaining as the show (gasps) I you know, I, I, I just, honest opinion. Um, but <laughs> I just like doing that. Nice <laughs> to clutch the pearls. Yeah. yeah. But, but I have to say, you know, you know, yes, there's been a lot of procedural and everything else, but I've had so much fun watching the show. I, you know, I can't wait for Tuesdays because it's Flash and I Zombie, you know, and. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm kind of sad that next week is our last episode till next season, but you know, it, it's been so well done. Um, there's a few little things here and there. I, you know, I, I get 
major being the foil and everything, but I feel that they've just gone to a little overboard with how dumb he is. Yeah. Um, especially considering he's a college educated, you know, social worker and all this other stuff. I'm not saying that he's like, should be like some kind of an Einstein or something, but he should have more common sense than what he's displaying. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. It, that that's the biggest misstep that I've really felt that they've had. And, uh, you know, I, I want to give it an A or an A minus, but it, it I don't quite think it's lived up to that yet. Uh, no pun intended, but so I, I also would have to say a B plus. I'm giving it an A and because I was really impressed by the writing, very impressed by what they've done with the zombie idea of, you know, wearing uh, each other's, you know, wearing someone else's uh, personality for a little while, or kind of stepping into their shoes, and I think uh, uh, Rose McGyver doing like all these different roles. Um, the only other actress I can even think of would be close to be like Tatiana Maslany in Orphan Black. I mean, to play so many different roles over the course of a se- you know a season. So uh, I really have to give her props for that. I like the cast. I like the, where the story is going so far. And without having seen the season finale, only seeing what we've seen so far, I give the show an A. Oh, oh, you got you to gotta step it up one. Yeah. Well, depending on next week, I could possibly go to an A or an A minus. We'll see. But as of now, B plus is where I'm at. And then finally, um, Snap Judgment Theater time, because we've only seen the pilot of the show, mm-hmm. uh, Supergirl. I will have to, if we just had that one pilot, I will have to give it a C plus so far. It did. I just with that, just I mean, because it was a little bit of the soap opery, which all shows have, but it was a little bit heavy on it in the beginning. Um, but they did pull out the, you know, the I did love the special effects. I did like that there. It seemed to be going deep in the, you know, in the the Superman and Supergirl mythos with those characters and whatnot and. And they don't seem to be afraid to do that so far from what I've seen. And that could change with the other episodes. I don't know. I like the cast. It, 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 so far, it seems to be uh, a good cast. But I don't even know if they're going to be the regulars on every episode right now. It's just too much I don't know because it's just the pilot. And they haven't set up enough for me to get a feel of how it's going to be as the show progresses. So... I'll have to give it a C, C plus. Yeah, I, I really hate to give it my grade le- letter because I feel it could be doing a disservice to it. Be- but if we're looking at just a television pilot for a superhero show, um, it was a bit too formulaic. I mean, they, they used a basic formula of what they needed to do to set the premise for the show. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but maybe they could have thought outside the box just a little bit more, kind of like Flash did in its pilot. You know, even iZombie in its pilot, there was a little bit, a little bit out of the box with with the way they presented it. Um, I agree with Daryl. The cast I think is great. Um, I'm I'm really liking a lot of the dynamic that between the characters. Uh, there's just not been enough for me to truly judge it as a television show, but as a pilot, it did that part pretty well. Um, the other thing too is, you know, and I could be wrong, but 
you know, every one of these shows, they tend to end up getting their little um, Scooby gang together. Uh, but it seems like they rushed it in this pilot. You know, I, I don't understand, like, why she revealed to that co-worker so quickly and... And yeah, not enough like there that. with that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know, I, I, it, it all just fell into that formula. So, again, I don't think this is going to be reflective of what the show's going to be. I'm really hoping it's going to move beyond this, but I give it a C. It was just, it was an average pilot, um, you know, as far as the writing and the presenting of the premise. So, uh, that doesn't mean I didn't like it. But it I mean, I, just, I will wear my Supergirl shirt when I yes, one. yes, and uh, you know, but it 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 the pilot didn't live up to what actually I mean it lived up to expectations. It just didn't go get very creative with the way they presented it. Right, I, I, I didn't have expectations. I didn't, I didn't really have yeah. it yet. But I just wanted yeah. it to be a show that is not afraid to um, like not afraid to dip into the mythos of, of right. Superman and, and DC as a whole, like you, you go all in. So, I mean, there's plenty about it, you know, little things that are great. I like her outfit. You know, I think that they really took the I best part. You of the, did. I'm not even talking about it that way, but that was good. But I'm talking about they took what what seemed to be the best parts of the different versions over the years and stuff and Uh kind of made something that that was fitting, but not over the top, you know. And, um, you know, and so the Cat Grant character, I really like what they presented with her, even though there's been a lot of complaints about it online. I don't get it. I think she's going to be good. Somebody I could do without because of that actress. I've never been a. I've never, I've never been a fan of that actress. Period. Like, I, it doesn't matter. Dude, what she's she married plays. to Han Solo. That's enough provenance for me. Uh, so, but he smokes weed, so I don't. That don't mean nothing. My plane. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If only Donnie Salvo were here to do that impression oh, better than I could. Right. Actually, you sounded pretty good, Jim. <laughs> I said but I, yeah. I have to shut out Donnie Salva on that impression because he talked yeah. to me. Yeah, C, but C for it. But I, I'm hoping that I'm wrong as far as what we're going to be getting. I give it a B because I'm pretty optimistic from seeing the pilot, and most of the problems I had with it were because it was a pilot and had a lot to explain, and a lot of ground to cover. So, right. like you know, for instance, you talk about the office worker who she you know gives her secret identity to or whatever that was kind of character shorthand you know um mm-hmm. that we've seen a pilot that kind of thing so yeah he was so xander he was but i give it a b i give it yeah. a b overall yeah. yeah now our um our folks in the facebook group we have a facebook group by the way called dctv podcast oddly enough and uh we're almost up to 200 members 170 members now uh, I know there are more than 170 people listening to this, so if you listen to this, you should really join the Facebook group. We have a lot of really good postings over there of news and and, uh, and pictures and videos and whatnot, and it's like this one. Uh, we I asked everyone in the group to chime in with their letter grades for for the, these shows. Uh, Mike Jones came in uh, a plus for I Zombie. It does so many things right and mixes different genres in clever ways. Uh, Supergirl looks promising, but I haven't seen enough to fairly say so. A B for the pilot. Uh, Carlos Carmona chimed in with an A plus for Flash, A currently for iZombie, 
a B plus for the Supergirl pilot, a B a, uh, for Arrow and Constantine, and a B minus for Gotham. Uh, Jason Foss uh, came in with uh, a Flash A plus. Boy, everybody seems to be really digging the Flash. Huh? What a surprise! <laughs> I Zombie gets an A. Uh, Constantine B plus. Arrow B, Supergirl B minus, and Gotham B minus. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Some people are grading on a curve. So, I mean, well, there are a lot of Bat fans out there. I mean, you know. Yeah, they are. Uh, Flash gets an A. Steven the Burge. Uh, Flash gets an A plus. Constantine gets an A minus. Wrong network. They expected too much. Yeah, I agree there. Yes. Uh, Arrow gets a B. Meandered a bit. Gotham gets B minus. Needs to figure out what it is. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Uh, George Valco, Flash A plus, Arrow B, Gotham C, I Zombie B plus, Constantine D, Supergirl, haven't seen it yet. Uh, Sean Daniels, Flash and I Zombie get A's, uh, Arrow and Constantine get C pluses, and Gotham gets a B. I guess some people are liking Gotham more than we are. Um, yeah. There are some you know parts of it I really really like. You know? um, oh yeah. Mark Mark Algarier, uh came in with uh, uh, Flash A plus, I Zombie A, uh, Arrow B, Gotham C plus, Constantine B. Uh, Corey Robertson A plus for the Flash, B plus for I Zombie, even though I'm only on season episode three, <laughs> and uh, not applicable to Supergirl because it was it to watch it, but A plus for Constantine, a B for Arrow, and an A minus for Gotham. Hmm. Well, who do you think had a better season, Gotham or Arrow? Overall, I guess Arrow over Gotham. Yeah, I would have to say Arrow. I would say Arrow. Interesting. But it's 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 a close margin between yeah. the two. Uh, Chris Cox, uh, Constantine B plus, Gotham gets a D. That's what I gave it. Uh, Flash gets A plus, Arrow B, Supergirl A, I Zombie B plus. Uh, Adam Fatah chimed in with an A for Flash, a B for Arrow. Uh, B for Constantine, C for Gotham, B for iZombie, and Supergirl. He's waiting for the official pilot in the fall. Um, you have better willpower than I do, Adam. You're like Hal Jordan. I had, I couldn't wait that long. So, <laughs> uh, Grant Robertson, uh, Grant Robinson from Down Under uh, came, comes in uh, with a Flash A plus. Uh, iZombie gets an A. Uh, Arrow B, Constantine B, and Gotham a mighty big F. Ouch. I gave it three episodes and no and no matter how much you tell me it's getting better, I don't believe you and I'm not going back to it. <laughs> well, you know, I can understand, you know. People yeah. a lot of people have a lot of different problems with it. Um John Davis, uh, Constantine did not watch, but Flash gets an A, our zombie gets an A, Arrow gets a B minus, and Gotham gets a C plus. Uh, Patrick Tony uh, gave us a couple letter grades. Uh, Flash A plus and Arrow a D. Ouch, Oliver. Mm. Uh, Joseph Gaines A plus for the Flash. I think I think Flash has pretty much just got an A and A plus all along. I mean I haven't, I haven't seen anybody uh, mark it lower than that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and A for I Zombie from Joseph Gaines A plus for the Flash. A for I Zombie. B plus for Constantine. B minus for Arrow and C for Gotham. Douglas K Lockhart went with a numerical system instead. Uh, Flash gets 10, Supergirl gets 10, Arrow gets 4, Gotham gets 2, Constantine and I-Zombie get 0. Uncle uh, Doug, you always got to be different. That's kind of uh, contrary to everyone else. So, 
Um, thanks for everybody for for chiming in and uh, with the kind words and the uh, the letter grades and everything. So everybody seemed to really like the flash a lot. <laughs> Um, from our informal little poll here. Um, Very quality TV. Guys, why don't you, since I just read a whole bunch of stuff, why don't you guys tell them about the uh, the contest that we're running for iTunes reviews? Oh, yes. Um, what we want, we want iTunes reviews. And we want good ones. And we've gotten a lot of good iTunes reviews, but we, we need more to make the show more visible to other, you know, for we get other listeners, which would help us to get maybe some other guests from shows, from DC shows, maybe, if the show does well. Um, and just in general, we just want the show to be more visible to, to, to a lot of people. So, to help with this, we are running a contest until it will end on the night of iZombie's finale which is give us a give us your best give us your best iTunes review and email us and let us know or message us in the group and let us know that you left the iTunes review if you're out of the country and international um Chub Toad needs the place from where your country from where you're reviewing us from so that he can find it and 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 view it um and if you do this you will get your choice you will get your choice of a digital copy from itunes a digital copy of any uh dc warner brothers uh dc superhero movie or an episode of a show or an episode of a cartoon it could be any of those things but it, as long as it's a warner brothers dc thing um so you make sure you do that you make sure you give us a good review we will read it on the air we will have someone pick it we'll have a guest special guest come and pick the best one and uh you will be the winner of uh the digital that you want so and yeah and 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 give us honest feedback but i do want to say you know, it's a lot easier for you on the and controlling your mouse just to hit that five star there at the end. You don't have to hover over and try to find one of the stars in the middle to click on. You can just easily click on that five star. It makes it much simpler. But uh, um, yeah, it, and th- the season finale is next Tuesday, so our, I, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to do the contest uh, finale next week. But I think that's what we're aiming for, right? Well, yeah, once the that will be the cutoff will be that week that will we'll make that the cutoff of the iZombie the week that iZombie airs the finale. That will be the cutoff week at the end of the week. We'll stop it there and then we'll um, we'll have someone choose. Now for info, any info that you might need for the show, you can need to go to the Facebook group, which is the DC TV Facebook group, or you can also go to the uh, Taylor Network of Podcast.com. You can go to the comic news section and DCTV and movie news. It, it has its all own section there. When you uh, click onto the comic news and scroll down, and you'll see the DCTV. I mean, when you go to TV and movie news, you'll see the DCTV uh, TV and, and movie news section. And in there, we will have 
uh, not only will we have all that movie news that we talk about every show uh, and TV stuff that we talk about every show, we you also will have uh, info on upcoming shows if we have something special going on or um, or anything that we'd like to you guys to know about the podcast or what we what we have uh, special coming up or, or whatever whatever we're gonna do over the summer or stuff like that. You could go there and get all that news right there. So uh, we definitely want you to do that. Um, we love all the feedback that we get. We really appreciate it, and, yep. and we just want more. And if you and, and go ahead, I was saying since last episode, we've received one more review on iTunes. Uh, all your DC shows reviewed in one podcast uh, sent in by Pudgerific. Uh, this is a great show. The hosts are very informative, but not overbearing and don't act like they know everything. Unless it's Daryl. I added that part. Well, you know nothing. Know everything. I know everything. <laughs> it's great because rather than having to subscribe to four different podcasts, it hits on every DC show. Every show gets a segment. Not too long. Not overdrawn. All of your DC shows in one place. Plus, news on DC movies and comics are also added in. Keep up the good work. Uh, so thank you there, Pudgerific. Yes, thank you. We we love it. And uh, anything else, Jim? Well, we have a few bits of news to go over before we uh, shut down the podcast machine, if you don't mind. There's a few things here that, that happened over the uh, the past week. Uh, we we had a confrontation with uh, Stephen Abel and uh, the wrestler known as Stardust. <laughs> yeah. At SummerSlam. Uh, the wrestler accused uh, Stephen Amell of being a superhero in real, uh, real life, and now they're trying to get him to get into the ring with Stardust. Damn him. Um, he I didn't me, even read the story because I could care less about wrestling. I I'm, not, I'm not a big wrestling fan either, but I just think it's hilarious because um, he... He was saying that uh, he really he was screaming into his face that he really was the, the Arrow, and that Stardust was his nemesis, and it just it really off the chain. I mean, if you see, I've seen the video a couple times now. It's just really really funny. Yeah. Stardust is like the the son of Dusty Rhodes, who's like a wrestler back when I followed it when I was a little kid. So, um, but now Stevie Davis between these kind of the idea of getting into the ring and it might be kind of fun to do. Since you know he's he's so trained or whatever, um, and since then Stardust has put out what they call a uh, a call out video where uh, he's calling out Stephen Amell to wrestle him. Yeah, so. I mean I, I haven't been in wrestling in years, but I, it's it's fun. It it's a big audience with wrestling. It it's it's a silly fun little thing. Uh, gets a lot of kids are involved in it, um, so I think it's cool. Like he he. He is one for like partying and and celebrating his show. Like he he's one Definitely. for celebrating DC shows in general. Like he is he is a yeah. a great cheerleader for all that kind of stuff. So I I think it's pretty cool um, for him to do it because it's just another avenue. It's just a, another avenue to get other people interested in. And the DC shows, so um. and and yeah, and that's probably the only cool aspect to it from from my standpoint is it is bringing in other people that. But I 
I haven't been into wrestling. I don't think I've ever really been into it other than the Saturday morning cartoon in the eighties that had junkyard dog and captain Lou and Andre, the giant and all that stuff that, that I, I remember being entertained by the cartoon, but just had no desire to watch a bunch of sweaty, half naked men wrestle around with each other. You know, if that's your thing, Daryl, more power to you. It's just not. Hey, my hey, hey, it's nothing wrong with that, but. I, why did I got to be the one to, one to watch wrestling? I don't know, because Jim's the boss and I don't want to get fired. Oh, that's true. I still, that's wondering, true. I still, I'm still wondering when I became the boss. I don't know. but Because uh, you put this little show together. We'd be nothing without you. Oh, brother. <laughs> now you're trying for a raise. Yeah, he's trying. He's <laughs> trying. <laughs> He's a trying. Guys, we have a director for the Aquaman movie. Yes. James Wan. James Cameron? Oh. No, it is not James Cameron, despite what you might learn on Entourage. <laughs> yeah, we want this movie to actually very old. This would be this is a, <laughs> I'm honest to goodness movie. Uh James Wan, who uh who directed Furious Seven and The Conjuring. Yes, which I enjoyed. Um, and we're working for me, uh, he's gonna be supervising the script. By Kurt Johnstad, who wrote um, 300 and 300 Rise of an Empire. So it's going to be a really interesting take on Aquaman, I would think. Um, but yeah, we found we this is actually the Aquaman movie actually happening. Yeah, I'm um, good with that. I'm, glad. I, I'm actually really looking forward to it because I think Jason Mimosa is great. And I, you know, I Momoa. wasn't. Mimosa is Mom- the drink. I'm hey, Charles, with you? It's a brunch yeah. drink, the ladies' drink. I'm just, I'm just adding to the mythos of our drinking game for for the listeners. So, oh, we haven't had to say thaw in this episode. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I think he's good. I really liked him in Game of Thrones. I wasn't a big fan of that Hercules. Was was it a Hercules Conan. movie? Conan. 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 Yeah. I didn't even finish watching it because I, I just wasn't that impressed by it. But not because of him, just because the movie just wasn't good, I don't think. so. Um, but, you know, he's an amazing actor and he's an amazing guy. And I think that he'll really bring uh, bring it to this movie. So I'm looking forward to it. We have uh, been covering the, uh, the uh, new Justice League Gods and Monsters, the new Bruce Timm. Uh, animated feature film that's coming out on July 28th, but the um, the web series, the, uh, the uh, Gods and or Justice League Gods and Monsters Chronicles, uh, premieres on June 8th, which is just a few days away, mm-hmm. uh, on on Machinima. God bless. Said, thank you. Uh, Machinima usually has like a lot of gaming stuff. It's kind of weird that they're they're doing this. Yeah. It's uh, not Machinima. I always thought it was Machinima. I don't know. I'm just, you know. That's the way the Rooster Teeth okay. guys uh, said it. <laughs> They're the kind of guys who kind of, you know, right. you know uh, invented that stuff. So, um, it's, um, this is, of course, a very different take on, on the, the, the Trinity, quote-unquote. Uh, you yes. got Kurt, Kurt Langstrom is a vampire Batman. Um, Superman in this universe is General Zod's son. And uh, Becca, the bride of the new god Orion, is uh, one, the version of Wonder Woman in this world. So, um, very different universe and one we haven't seen before. 
you know, these are not, you know, this is not alternate reality we've seen before in the comics or anything. This is brand new, so pretty exciting. The um, which for, is cool. Yeah, and it's the first uh, thing. It's the first uh, um, thing Bruce Timmons worked on animation wise in a long time. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I like that, the I like the alternate, you know, stuff like that. As a matter of fact, just before we started recording tonight, my four-year-old niece was telling me a good night story and it was her story of the justice league where wonder woman is the leader of the justice league and batman stole her invisible plane and and he's going to be grounded so yeah yeah i missed that one yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) something we've been talking about off and on is how um david ayer has really been using a lot of social media to push suicide squad yep a lot of photos. We got that leaked video of the Joker and uh, Batman chase. Um, a lot of a lot of photos, like especially comparatively uh, to you know Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, where we see relatively little. Uh, but Air, um, a lot of people were worrying that he's you know giving away too much of the movie ahead of time. Uh, but Air tweeted this week, uh, "Well, we survived the streets. Time to go dark now." Uh, remember the only tiny, only the tiniest glimpse has been exposed. Our surprises are intact. So Which I think, is good. yeah, I, I think mean, it's great. And yeah. I think it, I, I can't remember who said it last on, on one of the earlier episodes. Is this could easily be you know, the Joker and Batman sequence could be like at the very beginning of the movie when he's taking Joker back to Arkham. Or yeah, that's what I was whatever. thinking. Or it could be like that. the first few minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's good to know that you know they're not going to give away the store before the, the movie comes. No, out. of course not. Uh, you know. And then this I, week's. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I just, I just think it all plays into uh, getting interest in the in the movie. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and in our uh, good news, bad news department this week, uh, your bad news is that one million moms are uh, are protesting the Lucifer show. Uh, that is being developed on Fox, yes. um, and I don't know if that's a show worth fighting for because the, that that trailer did not really, uh, you know, he's Lucifer, but he solves crimes. You know, I'm just like I don't know about that. If uh, if, yeah. if they're against the show, I'm for it. But I'm um, usually against. I'm usually against right. anything that they're. The, they're... Um, but countering the bad news, the good news is that Neil Gaiman himself took it upon himself to respond. Mm-hmm. And the response, of course, is uh, typical uh, smart uh, Neil Gaiman response. So that's available on the DCTV uh, Facebook group. It's too long right. for me to read. Right. And the right. other so, good news, the other good news out of it is, is nobody, very few people, take this million moms crap seriously. I just wonder what their actual like amount of, or their actual it's, enrollment is, like compared well, to one million. What, when they fraction of it it is it ain't a million when they um protested the whole thing with toys r us and the breaking bad action figures Mm -hmm. in the that were in the adult collectibles section they had a total of seven thousand of them actually sign the petition so that's a far cry short of a million moms and all all it really did was make sure that those action figures were hard to find on ebay yeah yeah well, that's the whole point of when they when they come up against something like this is to get, even if it's angry, even if it's people that are against them, that means they're going to talk about the organization, and that that helps them to get, uh, right, to get any type of attention that they weren't going to get any there, other way. 
they're a, a mommy version of the Westboro Baptist Church, as far as I'm concerned. Well, you got the the mess with the whole. The, remember when Avengers, where they're just a one little throw throwaway scene of Thor talking about Loki, that's my brother, and then they go, "Well, he killed twenty people in ten minutes or whatever," and he goes, "Oh, he's adopted." Like that was a throwaway joke. Did not yeah. mean a, yeah. you know adoption is bad. Didn't hurt adoptions or anything like that. But this small group of of uh, people for adoptions or whatever came out to protest it, and it it was a small group, and it didn't even and pro- half the time they were not even mad that it happened. But you have a billion dollar movie, and they know that they will never get another chance to get mentioned by major uh, you know news outlets if they don't come against it. And that's how they do. So that's that's basically what TV is now. Like well, that's what, that's what life out. is in this country yeah. anymore. Everything is just blow out of the... Uh, if you <laughs> enjoyed this video or enjoyed this podcast, and, and I imagine you would because you're listening to, to the end of it now, uh, please go to com and check out some other podcasts that we have over there, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, uh, the Whedonverse podcast, the Black Box uh, a lot of great podcasting goodness over there at hhwlod.com. Once you've exhausted those possibilities, then mosey on over to uh, the Taylor Network of Podcasts.com, where you will find another uh, veritable plethora of podcasting goodness, including Nothing's On, where uh, Daryl and uh, Donnie Salvo and myself occasionally talk about uh, TV and movies. You got the Sunday Comics Podcast. You've got uh, uh, the, the Comic Rack Snarkcast. No apologies. Uh, JK's Happy Hour, Wade's World, Ignorant Bliss, so many podcasts over there. By all means, head on over there, tune your internet machines on uh, to the TaylorNetworkPodcast.com and get some good uh, geek podcasting in your ear holes for sure. It's free. And it's free. It's a public service that we do here. It's a public service to the public. So um, until next week, uh, when we have the finale of iZombie to talk about and some other cool uh, topics that I've yet to be determined. Uh, we are ghosts. Later. Yes, get your contest. Uh, get your entries in. Find you.